0: You can find it on the PropG pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Welcome, everybody, to a very special edition of BGN Radio, probably the most important podcast you'll listen to ever this year. It is the hashtag Jersey number analytics podcast that we do annually. I say we as in me, Brandon Lee Gowton from Bleeding Green Nation and joining me as he always does, uh, most popularly known as a betrayer of Bleeding Green Nation. And now with The (laughs) Ringer, uh, both the website and podcast platforms, including the Philly Special Podcast with Shil Kapadia and Ace Producer Cliff, as Shil calls him. Ben Solak, how are you doing, my friend?
2: What's up, BLG? It is it is not an overstatement to say that this podcast is responsible for uh, Devonte Smith. Breaking out for Jalen Hurts mm-hmm. improvement, yeah. moving to number one instead of number two, for uh, changing the rules to allow for single digit numbers for mm-hmm. most positions, a zero being brought back. This is all no, nobody in the league was thinking about this. And then they listened to the show. This is Roger Goodell's favorite show. He said this before publicly. You can find these comments. And uh, he was like, shoot, we should start bringing single digits back, bring zero back. Double digit zero is coming. It's coming down the mountain. Raj is working on it. He was letting me know earlier. So, yes, this pod, just a a hallmark seminal watershed pod uh, in the NFL podcasting. And I
1: think it's bulletproof from the standpoint of I brought this up last year after John Madden had passed away, you know, because you get these these really football junkies who are like jersey numbers doesn't matter. Color of the jersey doesn't matter. Wrong. It does. John Madden incorrect himself said you cannot have. Uh, A certain kind of tackle in, you know, a certain kind of number, especially if, you know, he's a a big kind of tackle. He has to be in the 70s. He can't be in the 50s. That's a terrible look. Or low 60s. You can't do that. So this is science. Fair to say.
2: <laughs> so in short, because John Madden said a big tackle can't wear fifty, this is science.
1: That's right. That's the conclusion we have here. Before we hop into the meat of the show, we will as because of course we will break down literally every single jersey number on the roster. Obviously the ones of players who have had their numbers for a while will kind of go through a little bit more quickly. Um there's a lot of there are some a lot of changes, new draft picks, free agent signings, all that. But before we get into everything. Ben, let me tell you that this podcast is sponsored by Righteous Felon Craft Jerky. You can go to RighteousFelon.com and Mm-hmm-hmm. use what some are saying the best number of all. Uh BGN15, the 1-5, for 15% off your order at RighteousFelon.com. The best snacks you can get. Ben, did you know that they actually have Righteous Felon at the Novacare Complex fueling station? No, I didn't know. I haven't been through, I haven't been back
2: through through Philly and, and I was thinking about this during the Sixers playoff run. I just haven't been back through Philly sports scene,
1: like in person in a while. I got to find an excuse to get back home. The players are actually snacking on it. And look, I think it's fair to say that they were propelled to success in 2022 by Right to Sell and Kraft Jerky. Except leading up to the Super Bowl, maybe they didn't eat enough. So maybe they can try to fix that next (laughs) year and they can go to RightToSelling.com and use discount code BGN15 for 15% off your order. Okay, then we have to start with the new number. We actually did the first ever. Emergency hashtag jersey number analytics. That's the hashtag, obviously, if you want to get in on the discussion. Uh, when the NFL announced that the Eagles proposal to allow zero would be instated. And we did that. And we were like, who's going to who's gonna wear it? Who's it going to be? And it didn't matter because they got a player uh, who was not on the roster at the time of that who will be wearing it. It's DeAndre Swift. How do you feel about that?
2: Cool for DeAndre. Mm-hmm uh oh like i think what
1: that sounds like you're not enthused
2: i'm in i'm enthused it would have been sick if zero went to like who's who's allowed to wear Are defensive players allowed to wear i think almost
1: everyone can i know offensive linemen cannot
2: yeah so like i think it would have been cooler if it were like since the eagles were the ones who got the, the the uh the rule changed. It would have been kind of cool if it was somebody who like was a long term eagle and really sick versus like rotational running back who's probably being overvalued and overestimated. Ooh, but
1: wow, not big on DeAndre.
2: I mean, like it, it is it is a good look for DeAndre. I'm excited. Who
1: leads it. the Eagles in carries this year?
2: Gainwell, I would say Gainwell. Uh, I think
1: not Rashad yeah, Penny.
2: I well, I think Penny will lead the Eagles and in I carries, said carries. When to Penny be clear, is, I did healthy. not say touches. Yeah, I think I think Penny will lead the Eagles in carries in games in which Rashad Penny is healthy and available to play. Indeed. Over the course of the season, I'm not sure Rashad Penny's playing as many games as Kenny is going to play. I think the Eagles really, really like Kenny Gainwell. Uh, I, I think you started to see that down in the playoffs last stretch. They trust him. He honestly was their best pass-protecting back, mm. which is weird for a guy his size. It's like also he's not the saying only much. one of the group. Yeah, the only one of the group last year who's functional, only one of the group this year who's I think is like legitimately functional, but Penny's okay too. Um, and so I would guess Gainwell. Uh, but yeah, zero for Swift is, is cool. Like if you're going to change teams and zero's available for the first time, you're not going to not take it. It's zero, man.
1: I do think there is something to um, feeling slighted a little bit. You know, oh, Detroit got rid of me. They they replaced me with Jamar Gibbs and basically everyone uh, when he was there. Uh, so I, I think there is something to that coming back to Philly with a chip on his shoulder. Uh, I think it's a good, it's a good look for him, especially as a back who does bring pass catching ability It'd be a different thing. If you have a, a bruiser as a zero, I don't think I like that quite as much. I think you have to be a pass catcher to some extent. Um, so it's, it's a good move. It's good. And did you see the Eagles, uh, Photoshop of it? Cause they tweeted out a Photoshop when they announced it. It did look good. I actually yeah, yeah. saw the look. It, it was clean. Zero zero always looks good. Hard to make zero look bad. Jalen Hurts number one. We obviously it's a great number for yeah. One of the Ben, what is uh, Jalen Hurts like? He is the ex-best quarterback in the NFL.
2: Ninth, hmm. tenth, I would okay. say. I see. It's, I think, like he's in. He's in the top ten. Like conversation. He's on. He's he's there. And that like with a good Trevor Lawrence week, he falls, and with a bad Dak Prescott week, he rises. Mm. And like that's kind of how. That that tier gets sorted out, you know what I'm saying? Like last year, we were saying, all right, Joe Burrow is probably like fringe top five, and this year it's like, okay, Joe Burrow is like definitely top five. I think Hurts is the same thing, where it's like, okay, like he stepping into that like that group like top ten, top eight, and then if he has another season like the one he just had, be like all right, he's clearly in that group now. I'm a big got to see things year over year sure. guy. I don't like to say one year, okay, you've done it all, like so. So for me, it's like he's 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 knocking on the door of the top ten group. He's probably in the top ten right now, and if he continues to just play the way he played last year year over year, yeah, he's gonna be that
1: guy. I mean, especially in Philadelphia, like Nick Foles, Carson Wentz. Yeah. We've seen Michael Vick. Like we've seen, we've seen really great one quarterback seasons in this city. Uh, being able to stack it is definitely the next big challenge for him. Uh, so, how many quarterbacks in the NFC then are you taking over him? Maybe Dak. Wow, right? You traitor! You freaking traitor!
2: I mean, I, I, okay, firstly, I said maybe, and secondly, led like, the NFL
1: interceptions last year. Definitely, but somehow Jalen Hurts is definitely not better than him. The problem with jersey number
2: analytics pod is that I always prep the jersey number analytics and within five minutes you've asked me for like a take and I'm like not prepared to to fully suss out Jalen Hurts. That's versus right. Back press guys. It's, a, it's constant ambushing over here.
1: <laughs> that is really the actual function of this podcast. Is this for me to get you on, ambush you with takes? Because, you know, I listen to you on the Philly special, as I was saying before the show, and then I'm actually arguing with you um, but you're not there, so you can't hear me uh, arguing. Yeah, makes it a little bit of a of a trickier argument to pull I off. I kind of like it better though, because then I don't lose the argument because I'm just yelling at you, and I was like, no. "Well, I'm right." <laughs> um, the one the main thing I
2: noticed this year, scrolling through the numbers, though, is that this is I think this is the strongest roster the Eagles have ever had. Wow, for this podcast purpose, sure, right? We've done this for like three years at this point. This is the best number
1: pod we've got, I think, emphatically. Okay. I think it's Jersey number analytics pod four, by the way. I think Is it the fourth, fourth? year? We're doing, fourth or fifth, I think we're doing this. I think so. I should know that, but I don't. Uh, Darius Slay, number two. I don't I don't love it. It's fine.
2: It, listen, it, it's had, he had an unbelievable season last season mm. for his age. Mm. They, don't fix what I ain't broke. That's, good, my, that's my he official had a answer good there.
1: beginning of season last year. Fell off a little bit.
2: It's over thirty. I think his he, I think his, his his September ball is going to be better than than his November ball for the rest of his career. And you're kind of just trying to keep him overall healthy for for playoff football. That's why their backup corner spot like Keeley, Zach McPherson, Greedy Williams is so important. Like they need to accept the reality of two over thirty right. outside corners
1: probably not being the most stable of uh, environments. Right, or both of them, maybe one of them, but not but both of them. Yeah. Uh, all right. It's good. It's a good number. It's fine. Whatever. Uh, Nolan Smith. I thought he could be a strong contender for zero. Maybe it's just Me the too. O in his first name. And also, he, he has to be in single digits. He's too small to have a... He's going to look even smaller, I feel like, if he has a double-digit number. Going single-digit, I think, makes him look a little bit bigger than he actually is because you're just that's just that one number. Uh, obviously, he wore four at Georgia. Couldn't get that because your boy, Jake Elliott, who has never missed a kick, has that number. Kick. Uh, But number three, uh, I can live with it.
2: Yeah, I agree with you that like he probably had to sell out for single digits. I don't love three. How would you have felt about nine?
1: I mean, they're not going to give that out because of Foles. But I do like yeah. – the other thing I like about the single digit is the hassan Redick match. You know, Reddick yes, and Smith on the field, both in single digits. Like I said, I used to feel this way. Um, I didn't love when Darius Slay changed from twenty-four to two, but I did like it more once I knew that Stephen Nelson was going to be wearing three. Because I like both of your corners in single digits, or both of your uh edge rushers in this case in single digits. So I do like that aesthetic. Yeah, so I,
2: I think I think I get where he got there. I appreciate the logic. I don't think three is the best look. If like after this season, you know, like the Eagles move on from Jake Elliott, even though he's never missed a kick or whatever, mm-hmm. I think like moving to four would be good, but for like like, we're three have a good rookie season and i'll forget about it
1: so there's there's potential here i'm really excited for nolan i don't know you know what he gives you year one but i'm i'm he's just a guy you would want to bet on in my opinion like on Mm -hmm. his future like that is the kind of personality and not to mention athlete that you just bet on like he might not be the perfect fit or whatever or i know there's like uh, the historical precedent isn't great but like i don't care when you know who like that person is like you bet on that person
2: yeah like i i I was I was constantly talking about the historical president with him, but I loved his film. So like I, it's very, once we're getting to pick thirty and he's falling, it's like yeah, pull the trigger. Mm-hmm. We were in the Super Bowl last year. We get to do things like this. Mm-hmm. The Bears don't because you got to draft good, draft within your guardrails. Like you know the Vikings got to make sure they do
1: this. We don't. We're the Eagles. We can just take Nolan Smith and be like, good player. We'll figure it out. And they're not wrong. I'm also very scarred from like you know the big loser energy culture of the likes of Jalen Rager, Ben Simmons, these guys who like. Do they really want to win the most, like possible? Like, do they want to win more than other people? Like, and not everyone's going to be that guy, but Nolan Smith to me is one of those guys, and so is Jalen Hurts, and it's different, but like it's Devontae Smith, same kind of energy, big winner energy, like wants to win more than a lot of people on that field. So I really like Nolan Smith, excited about him. Jake Elliott for it's working for him. Why change? It's perfect, right?
2: Yeah, absolutely. He's never missed a kick ring four, so we're chilling.
1: Uh, Devontae Smith, still rocking the six, still working for him as well. I think he would easily be a wide receiver one on so many teams in the NFL. And he is, I don't even think he's like a wide receiver two here, as much as he's a wide receiver one B behind AJ. Yep. But they're both excellent players, and six is great. Six is great. Seven's great for Hassan Reddick. Yep.
2: Right? Put on a seven, get a 16 sack season. Yep. Extremely casual, relaxed. The Eagles single digits. They, 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 they. For they foretell a very good future for Nolan Smith.
1: Yeah, that's you, a great you, point. When,
2: when, exactly. When you're when you're when you sort the roster numerically and you're bookended by Jalen Hurts, Darius Slade, Jake Elliott, Devontae Smith, and Hassan Raddick, like, yeah, you got you're 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 among good company there.
1: Although then it gets to Marcus Mariota, who I think good move for, for him to be able to get Aaron Sipas out of number eight and reclaim his old college-slash-Tennessee number. Uh, he's back with a bunch of his former Tennessee people in terms of uh, Eagles tight ends coach Jason Michael, who was offensive coordinator-slash-quarterbacks coach down there. Alex Taney, his now position coach, former teammate. So I think that's mm-hmm. kind of a good move for him. I I didn't hate the one for him in Atlanta, although he can't obviously get that here. Um, I feel like Mariota, though, is kind of just bad. <laughs> is that fair to say? I,
2: no, I mean, like, Yes, on the scale of like Mariota was the Week One starter and was paid to be the start of the Atlanta Falcons. On that scale, Mariota is bad. Mm-hmm. On the scale of top five picks, you selected second overall. Mariota is bad. On the scale of backup quarterback, they're fine. You know what I'm sure. saying? Like it, it again. Like I always think about backup quarterbacks as you know Jalen Hurts is out for four weeks with a shoulder injury. Can you go two and two? And with a guy, Marcus Mariota, who like gives you movement ability, right? Who gives you a ton of starting experience, who's got familiarity in a couple of different offenses. I think you can go two and two, especially with the supporting cast that the Eagles have around them. Uh, And so like, that's always my benchmark for that. They got that. The fact that he's freaking, you know, once future Eagle, great Marcus Mariota, and then they're two coaching staffs. And almost a decade later, he's back, like makes it a little bit funky. And then like the reporting around how his tenure ended in atlanta was weird right like it was just odd like I, he like had a kid but he also quit yeah. on the team like i'd confusing i didn't really get it um and so I, I don't know how to parse that you obviously want the guy to be like really engaged with the locker room and so it, it is tricky
1: but with all that said i'm fine with it i'm fine with it i just think the the remember the Gardner and Minshew game against the saints last year <laughs> like i don't think that's I think that's also very much in play. And that's not like a shock. He's a backup. Um, and I do like his ability to run around at the very least. Cause I think there's something yeah. to that.
2: I also think the Gardner Minshew game against the
1: Cowboys is in play. Sure. Right? No, I hope so. Uh, obviously, I don't. I mean, obviously, that game against the 49ers, Mariota last year, that was really good. But they were also missing, like, half of their team in that game. Um, I do mm-hmm. think you can build a game plan around him where he'll miss the throw the ball, like... 15 times like you could just go super run heavy. That's what Arthur that's Smith heavy. did. Yep. And the Falcons were like 500 exactly. there for most of the season. Right? So there you, know, so you go. But uh, eight's a great look for him because again, I like players who kind of, he's already established his look in eight. So that's fine. It's good. Yeah. He uh, won a playoff game, right? In eight. So, Hey, why not? Or, yeah. Beat the, uh, beat the chiefs or no. Yes. I think they did. I yeah. think he beat the Alex Smith chiefs. wearing eight. Yeah. So, Hey, that's yeah. something. Um, Tanner McKee, number 10, sharing that number with the aforementioned Aaron Sipas. I mean, we'll start with Sipas, I think. That's a, it's a stock down for him. He's sharing his number with a six-round rookie quarterback all of a sudden. I still think he's going to make the roster because the Eagles can't quit him. And I don't know that Ty Zetner, who we'll get to later, is really, like, actually serious competition to overtake him. I hope he is. But I don't think that's necessarily the most likely outcome to bet on, Um and then as for McKee, I like Tanner McKee then. I really enjoyed watching him much more than I thought I would. And I mm-hmm. I would like to push back against those who are like, well, it doesn't make sense that you took uh, a guy who can't run around at all. Like, I don't I don't fully agree with that. I mean, you should yeah. take a, you should take a guy who's like a worse passer because he can run around at that point in the draft. Like, no, like I watched Tanner McKee. Is he gonna be an amazing player? No. But like, can he be what not obviously not like Super Bowl MVP Nick Foles, but can he be like nick Foles esque which who he reminded me of when i watched him play i think so i think he, so you take kenner mckee because you think he can be your long-term number two and you're already paying your starting quarterback a, a ton of money so you're looking for a cheap backup and i think he can be that reasonably
2: yeah and and, and i will say like i think if the entire thread of the logic right if the if the, the whole objective were let's find a cheap backup. Then I think there's more veracity to like, go take Dorian Thompson Robinson out of UCLA. Like He can do the stuff Jalen Hurts does and kind of plug and chug the offense and it makes sense. I think the other half of the logic as Howie Roseman always and often enumerates it is let's find a guy who can develop into something, who has growth potential, and then we can use him as an asset later on. Like we always want to be developing quarterbacks here. And with Dorian Thompson Robinson, you can argue... Guy's like a five-year starter at UCLA. Is pretty small. Like, developmental potential, not high. Tanner McKee, like, traditional height, weight, speed, not as much of a starter, was absolutely miscast in an offense that was not conducive to his skill set there that final year in Stanford. And yeah, like, you know, like, this is more like a developmental guy. And, and that's why I think you start to step away from the framework of Jalen Hurts and the Russian quarterback. You say, who, who can develop for us? Who can grow? Um, I didn't love McKee coming out because he was getting talked about as, like, future starter like get round two, round three pick. And I was like, that's too much round five. Absolutely. That's a swing. This is not like a Clayton Thorson pick where like you watch him and you wonder like, okay, but how does this dude play in the NFL? Like he can't do anything like what he's done. Like he can't know. Like McKee's like, all right, like I can see how this guy succeeds in the NFL level. Getting 10 is nice for him. Uh, it's a, a good, you can, be a, you can be a real tall white. That's just standing in the pocket. You better get yourself a double digit. And that's, that's, that's is. It's a nice clean one. It's not like 13 or 15 or something awkward. 10. Very solid. He's uh he's uh, well on his way to being a Glennon brother. Minshew, just Wait, had- they were twelve. The Glennons, I think, were twelve actually. Yes. Uh, was Min- McCown ten? McCown
1: was ten at one point. Uh, he was eighteen here. In he Philly. was eighteen when he was here. I think he was ten at one point. Um, ten was just worn by Minshew. It's been worn by Ty Detmer. Um, Chase Daniel had it for a minute. There. Like, it's a, it's a classic that Eagles backup quarterback number. So.
2: Holy smokes, Chase
1: Daniel was here. <laughs> That's true. Um, Vince yeah. Young. Oh,
2: well, was- dude. Dude, Josh McCown, Cardinals, 12, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 12, Detroit Lions, 12, Oakland Raiders, 12, Mm. Carolina Panthers, 12, Bears, 15, Bears, 12, Buccaneers, Mm. 12, Browns, 13, Jets, 15, Eagles, 18. He never wore 10, and he was on like 10 different teams with
1: 11 different numbers.
2: Holy smokes. Good
1: job by you. (laughs) You Nailed it. Uh, How do you feel about Sip Austin, Because that's a weird number for a punter, I feel like, especially here. I feel like usually Eagles specialists are single digits. I think ten, yeah, ten's too nice of a number for a punter. If you're gonna be double digits, it's gonna be like 19 or something weird. It is insane to me how Sipas is still here from just on the basis of he literally had horrible mistakes in each of their last two postseason losses, both in the Super Bowl and in the Bucks. Like, he made awful, terrible punts in both of those, and he's still here. And he's probably gonna be their punter of the season. Like, okay. I get that. Like, you don't have to like spend all your resources or many in specialists, but it's not that guy. Like, I don't know. I don't feel great about it. Mike Lennon
2: never wore 10 either. I'm making this up. No tall white quarterbacks ever wore 10. Hmm. This is just a theory I have in my head. Tanner McKee is a trailblazer. Uh, <laughs> just, 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 a, just a
1: trendsetter.
2: Yeah, fifth round pick out of Stanford. We love it.
1: I don't think it's crazy that McKee could, it's hard to bet on like the lack of experience, you know, because Mariota has so much experience. I think there is value that, especially at a quarterback. Like nah, there's stuff happening above the shoulders there, but I don't think it'd be crazy. Like if McKee kind of outplayed Mariota in the preseason or something like that. I don't think that's insane, but also I am way too high on McKee. You'd be surprised.
2: Yeah. yeah. Okay. Like, like Mariota's been in the league for like a decade. McKee just got here.
1: I believe in him that much. Okay. AJ Brown, eleven. I mean, amazing number that worked out great for him last year. <laughs> yeah. No. No notes. Congrats, AJ. Uh, Olamade Zacchaeus, my boy. I feel like you like an Olamide Zacchaeus. I feel like I just sounded like Sheila Capadio when I said that. I didn't mean to do that, but yes. I feel like I was very, very no, good. Doing you, a Shiel podcasting with Shiel
2: has made me, instead of just saying things, just saying nouns, now I say a noun about everything. Yep. And it's driving me insane. You know how you like take the verbal texts of your, of your co you just hear them and you talk to them so much. Like, oh, like I, I love a glass of water. Yeah. Love, love a podcast with a brand of Gavin, And I can't stop. And I hate, When I hear it, I hate it so much, and I just cannot stop myself. So so shout out, causing problems.
1: On that note, to uh, Brendan Ekstrom, loyal listener. Um, uh, mm. who loves to point out like he hates when someone says like a Tom Brady. That's not a thing. There isn't like a yes. Tom. Brady. It's, it's especially Shield Capati has
2: started that. That is Shield. That's why we're all doing it. Well, the sports one's worse
1: because like some of this stuff is actually understandable or makes sense. But like, yeah, when you're talking about like you know a guy like that, it's like there. No, there is no guy like that. That's the only mm. guy. It doesn't exist. But anyway, Alameda uh, Zacchiusa. He's wearing thirteen. That's to me. That's a perfect slot number. Uh. Yeah, and yeah, I don't a much else to say.
2: Yeah, it would have been nice if he could have gotten into the seventeen that he had previously, mm. but Nakobe's there, and that's like a weird number for Nakobe, and he didn't start very much. Yep, but Alameda does not have enough clout to like take no. seventeen from Nakobe. So yeah, thirteen's fine. Uh, um, thirteen, Alomide Zakiya, sixteen, Quez Watkins battle for wide mm. receiver three into, a, in my opinion, the least aesthetically pleasing wide receiver numbers.
1: Mm. I mean, I think I like the uh, – I don't love 16 in quiz, but I don't hate it. Uh, we skipped over Kenneth Gainwell, by the way. Kenneth G- Kenny G, uh, I think it, we've talked about this in the past. It works better for him than some running backs because, again, he can catch the ball, so there's some kind of pass-catching element. I just don't I, – I still think of Riley Cooper when I see the number, which isn't great, and not Kenny Gainwell's yeah, fault, yeah. but I just don't love that. Um, And, uh, I mean, he looked good in the playoffs, so it's kind of hard for me to – Although I do think one of the most underrated plays from the Super Bowl in terms of being bad was that I think it was a third down he had and he caught the ball. It was a throw to the right side of the field. And if he just like kept running in stride, I think you would have gotten to you either gotten the first down or you would have been like right at the marker or like, I this, a yard yeah. short. And instead he like turned around and stopped. And then, like, tried to juke someone, and it's like, no, like that's obviously not going to work. Like, it's easy for me to say. He put
2: Dre Greenlaw on a highlight reel film doing that exact thing, not exactly, but close to that exact thing. Mm. Two weeks previous, so he was he was feeling himself a but little wasn't bit. Wasn't that in the middle of the field? That one.
1: This wasn't in the middle of the field. This was more towards like the side. This is like outside the numbers a little bit, or at least... the Dre one. I want to
2: say was like to us, like like near the numbers. It mm. wasn't like square in the middle
1: of the field. To me, the point was like if he just kept his natural momentum. Like just any other catch like you would normally make instead of trying to do too much, then the Eagles would have been at like, again, fourth and two or fourth and one. And I think that's where they settled for the field goal. Like they could have more. because I think it ended up being fourth and three. I I don't know. I haven't watched the Super Bowl in a bit. So and uh, sorry to bring it up. But that play kind of did stick out to me as like an underrated bad play from that game. Uh, Anyway, 14. It's, it's I don't love it, but he had a good end of the season. So there's that. Yeah, no, I, I, I
2: didn't mean to skip Kenny. I just wanted to talk about the uh, sure. The, well, let's the get back to let's, let's, let's skip Kenny yeah. anyway
1: because I don't think we have much to say. Uh, Quez versus Alameda, thirteen versus sixteen.
2: Yeah, with a sneaky Joseph and Gata eighty six mm. or whatever, in the background. But that's just that that's that's for uh, later in the pod. Oh. Um, yeah, my main question is what Batman name hmm. are we going to get if it's Alameda? Like if Batman. they bench- Right. Exactly. Like you can't call him Skinny Batman. Is that be Short Batman? That's just mean. You can't...
1: Llama Batman. Or
2: wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Llama Man. Just Llama Man. Instead of half bat, half llama. Hmm. His at on Twitter is at Llama Day. His name is pronounced Llama Day, but it's spelled Llama Day. The words which I always greatly appreciated. All prospects should have phonetic spellings of their name somewhere on their Twitter to solve problems for me.
1: That would be inconvenient. Uh, I do think there's a decent chance. I don't know that it's like... One over the other. I don't know that's going to work out like that. Like, well, Alameda is now the wide receiver three. I think it's more about target distribution and mm-hmm. snap percentage, and that might fluctuate too for certain game plans or certain uh, performances as things go. Uh, but I do think Alameda has a legitimate chance to like eat into Quez's playing time from last year. Same. All right, Kobe Dean. We talked a little bit about before the podcast number seventeen. Um, I think the is in position to break out in the sense that the Eagles don't have anything at linebacker and they need right. him to break out desperately. And I think he did flash when he played in very small sample sizes last year, both in the preseason and then in the regular season garbage time. But as I've said once, and I will say, continue to say, and honestly, more than once, like this is the same guy who was behind TJ Edwards and Kaiser White last year, and I don't think anyone was like super heartbroken to see either either of those guys go. Um, <clears throat> where do you stand on N'Cobe?
2: Excited for N'Cobe. Love Nicoby as a prospect. Think the Eagles got a steal uh when they took him in the third round, understand why they've they penciled him in to be a starter, and they don't feel like they need to add more than Nicholas Morrow. Think he's gonna be a solid player. But yeah, there's a chicken eggs hatching you know, situation you got to do with, with Nakobe. we just, he's going to start. And even if he's bumpy in, in, in the first few games, like that's okay. They're his first game starting, right? Like in the same way you'd expect any rookie, like he's decently on a rookie timeline. It's not like it's like my second year in the Gannon defense. And I have TJ Edwards to rely on again. Like he's being dropped into a, a largely new defense without veteran presence of like somebody who's played in the defense before. So it's going to be a little bit like guy, guy on a life raft. And i think that there's there might be shaky play early, but it I, he was a great he was a great player georgia he was a great prospect I expect him to continue to be a great player for the Eagles so arrow up just you know i i, I measured approach you know kind of keep, stay stay
1: don't get over your skis and you're thinking about what nikobe Dean's going to be for the eagles uh do you know how many sacks the Eagles starting linebackers had last year in terms so of like t j kaiser yeah and kaiser one point five well t j had two and okay. then Kaiser had 1.5. So Super five. do you think – how many sacks do you think N'Kobe – because I think that's kind of – that is something I am looking forward to specifically about N'Kobe Dean is his value as a blitzer because I think we saw that at Georgia. And we talked about that when he got drafted last year. And I think the aesthetic – of a guy in that 17 number that's kind of a fun number because you know because sometimes i feel like you know a sack happens quickly you don't necessarily know who got it right away especially if you're in the stadium and you can't like you don't have a great angle on it but i feel like you're gonna see that you're gonna know it's nicobe dean because he's a smaller guy and he's wearing 17 and you're gonna be like oh that's fun the eagles actually blitzed and the linebacker got home right so
2: that's, wow yeah yeah we'll see i don't i don't think size a, a huge linebacker blitz guy and i don't think that like nicobe is a fast dude but it's not like he's like big and so you have to like get space for him i think the eagles bread is going to be continued to be buttered by their Mm -hmm. uh pass rush you know what i'm saying it's always gonna be by their their front that's their guy so
1: yeah we'll see what kind of bread are they buttering what's like an elite bread you tell me sourdough yeah sure okay Uh, sourdough we talking about and then what kind of spread is it just actual butter like regular butter I like not margin
2: yes but have you seen this there's there, these guys on on youtube or in tiktok and the only thing they do is just like make cool butter no it's one of those butters but i'm also yeah.
1: a millennial sorry yeah
2: no i i'm not super familiar with them but uh they were shown to me recently and they're pretty cool this mm. guy being like bacon chicken
1: what? garlic butter what? and then it's just him oh, making the butter wait. and then it looks really tasty This is for like yeah. steaks this is like a compound butter
2: yeah, but like he just puts it on bread and eats it. Okay. It's so good. I mean, sure. So you cool. can do other so things good.
1: with it, but I know people like, you know, make it compound butter. They put it on the steak, they let it melt, extra flavor. All right. We are way behind. So let's keep rolling through this. Britton Covey in 18. A big part of the Jersey Number
2: Analytics podcast is being way behind. That's a critical aspect true. of the
1: show. We're like, wait, there's uh, two more hours to go?
2: Yeah. Brent and Covey's going to lose the punt-returning job to Lama and is. 18 is too strong of a number for
1: Britton Covey to be mm. in. This is, these are my thoughts. He was in 41 last year. So obviously this is a big glow up for him that he was able to get early in the, uh, after final cuts happened. I think Covey kind of had a strong finish to the season relatively as a punt returner. His numbers were good. I was reading Jimmy Kemski's five uh, Eagles players prime to break out. And uh, within that article, which I definitely didn't skim at all and read the whole thing. I saw sure. there was a number in there about how I think from the last 12 games or so, Covey actually had one of the best, uh, like punt return rates in the league. So, uh, kind of started slow but finished strong. So, uh, actually, last did, twelve games is most of the season. I'm all right with that. I think it might have been even more. It might have been fifteen. It was like it was a high number. It was a good sample size. So, uh, yeah, I, it is kind of funny because he's already twenty six in here too. Um, but it's, so it's not like you know there's massive upside here. But I do think he can at, with eighteen. He's a punt returner he can make the roster that way still be interesting to see if he can do anything at receiver. Cause that was not really on his plate at all. And I would not count on that, but that's kind of the next question for him. Uh, Ian book, 19 terrible. It's the highest number a quarterback can have on the Eagles roster. The Eagles brought in both Mariota and Tanner McKee. And I, think... I hate it
2: when they signed Ian book
1: and I am <laughs> happy that he's in 19. He is going to be gone. That's my prediction. That brings us to Sydney Brown, who originally Ben was given 43, but for some reason the Eagles waited to cut Andre Sacherre and who had 21 and Sydney Brown was able to switch from 43 to 21. Sidney Brown starting. Wow.
2: Yeah, huge. over who?
1: <laughs> the Eagles have no starters
2: at safety right? We're over am asking. Uh him and Reed? I would guess. Mm. Yeah like I Eagles fans or actually Steelers fans got very mad at me because I said the Eagles signed Pearl Evans to be a special team or like, that's a big part of why they
1: signed him. I don't think they did. And they were like, well, not only that, I think that yeah, traditionally they have had their safeties play on special teams, even like Malcolm Jenkins and Ronnie yeah. the Clown were playing special teams, teams. Exactly. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So I think like, he's like, he's a big part of his thing, a special teamer. they didn't pay him starting money. He's obviously got the veteran experience, but I think they'd love if Reed and Sidney Brown could beat him out. Sure. And in all seriousness, like I think, you know, there's a, good shot that you know they won't be able to but because sydney brown's at 21 i now think he will so sydney brown and reed like a chip uh
1: i i think all three could play uh i'm not just willing to assume sydney brown is starting from the jump although red star player for the eagles and he isn't a great number i think for t- 21 especially coming up from 43 yeah. I mean, for a third round pick too it's a pretty it's a it's a starting caliber number back we love there. a red
2: star player nothing better than a red star.
1: Trey Sermon, is in twenty two. That's, that's insane. That's an insanely good Bananas. number for a player who's done nothing in the NFL. Relatively, that's Deuce Staley, baby. Twenty two for an Eagles running back. That is a really good number. And Nick Striani like unprompted, shouted out Trey Sermon in his combine pre- or uh, was it com- no? Uh, maybe combine or owners meeting. Whatever it was, like he just kind of unprompted brought him up. The numbers don't really make sense in terms of the roster crunch numbers because he has like multiple backs ahead of him. But that's a really good number. Yeah, the uh that's I'm very happy for Trey Sermon with twenty two.
2: Kennedy Brooks deserves it and not Trey Sermon and also neither one of them deserve it, and it should go to like an actual secondary player. Um, but yeah, I don't think Trey's a big part of their plans, nor should
1: he be. Wow. Trey Sermon doubter. Uh Rashad Penny is in twenty three, and I think that is fine.
2: Yeah. That's good.
1: Bruiser running back, it's gonna get hurt. Um it's a lead back kind of number, right? I think that's fair to say. Like, I think like let's assume he is healthy for at least a stretch. Uh, and your lead back is in twenty three. Yeah, I can I can get behind that. No no problem with him in twenty
2: three. That's a good running back number. Thank you, Rashad Penny.
1: <laughs> We've hit the point of the podcast where the analysis is. <laughs> Well, it's just closed. like it's like
2: I would feel the same with him in twenty three versus twenty five versus hmm. twenty eight versus <sighs> twenty five you know would be really saying. good for
1: him actually, but they're not going to do that because of shade. Yeah, I can't give him twenty five. Um James Bradbury back in twenty four. It's a good cornerback number. He's coming off a really good season. I think you can argue he was better than Slay last season. I know you won't say that, but I think some people said that he was second team all pro. Slay was not all pro.
2: I'm fine. I. That doesn't bother me. I think that it is slay, but like Bradbury was insane. Bradbury got all pro votes, yeah. right? Like he that's was, what he I'm was in that tier. That yeah. Does, yeah, that doesn't that doesn't hassle me too much.
1: Oh, I'm not trying to hassle you. I'm just saying, like I think he was great. Uh, Terrell Edmonds is in 26, which I think is a fine starting safety number.
2: Yep, yeah. it was he. Tw- he was 20. No, he was 30 something at. And he Fitzer, was 34 so a, with the. Steelers. Yeah, that's a, that's an improvement. I would. Yeah, say.
1: Yeah, I think it is. So he's going to be better here is what that means. I do think Edmonds is getting discounted a little bit. Like Steelers fans were sad to see him go. And you don't always see that as someone who does a lot of the uh, interview series with, you know, uh, like writers from the SB Nation blog that a player is leaving. A lot of times they're like, yeah, we're not that so sad to see that. Or like they can at least understand it. Like there was an article... I think both before, not too long before and after Edmonds got signed by the Eagles that like the Steelers should have done this deal or they should have kept him because he actually had a good year last year. Not that he's like an integral piece and huge playmaker. It's kind of just the opposite. He's just competent and solid. And um, he's also on week 26, which is his age. So how about that? His age matches his jersey number. That's, that's, that's there's some good synergy there. Um, I think it's kind of like a nice piece. Yeah, I, uh, I think that Steelers
2: fans are very predisposed, being like, oh no, our boy. Like Steelers fans just tend to like think every single player they have is great. And Emmons was a four-year starter and a first-round pick. You know what five I'm saying? Like starter, I think right? five five years, excuse yeah. me. He yeah, they picked up his option. Um So I think I think that's very nice for the the coaching or the the fan base that they were so they loved him so much and that they're gonna be sad to see him go. With that said, I think the Steelers not spending the money kind of tells you what you need to know about that. You know what I'm saying? Like,
1: I think that's kind of, that's, that's the story there. Zach McPherson is in 27. He has a chance to be the Eagles back top backup cornerback, especially with that number, strong number. It'll be interesting to see too, if he kind of figures in, in the slot at all, because the Eagles have so many cornerbacks, including like the UDFA guys that they have that all seemingly project as outside cornerbacks. Oh, and, but they have like greedy Williams too. So it feels like someone has to move into the slot at some point. Maybe it's yeah, Pearson doing that a little bit more because and that's like that's a key, like underrated key spot because we saw Josiah Scott last year have to play when Maddox, who kind of has an injury history or, you know, he gets banged up from time to time. Uh, and Josiah Scott was like very much like, oh, target that guy, whoever is co- cover whoever Josiah Scott is covering target that guy. Um, and so it would kind of be nice to have more competition and maybe Zach McPherson can step up and do it.
2: Yeah, every everything about like Eagles training camp, the big thing for me, like people are like, oh, linebacker. Well, Nicobi and Mara are gonna start. You know what I'm saying? Like there actually isn't that much to see there, but it's like how good are they? The big thing for me is like I they gotta figure out corner depth. Corner depth is weird in terms of uh uh uh, uh McPherson outside, McPherson inside, Keely Ringo, how ready is he? What's mm. Greedy Williams look like? Like they are not ready for injuries at any of their starting three corner spots. So like that's where like a young guy showing out is great. And I would love if they had Something from McPherson they could set their set their watch to something that they 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 knew from him and they had seen from him. And you don't really have anything
1: like that yet, you know what I mean? Um, so yeah, Josh Jobe is in twenty eight, and I I feel like I that's more of a safety number to me. If I I think I wish Sidney Brown could go to twenty eight and Josh Jobe could be in twenty one. I think that would look better to me. Yeah, I don't mind twenty one at a safety, twenty eight a corner. Ah, uh,
2: twenty eight is definitely more safety corner mm-hmm. but I think that 21 for Sidney Brown goes hard. I think it goes harder than 28. Okay. So I'm not willing to sacrifice Sydney Brown hype
1: on the altar of Josh Joby. Job Joby. Just Job. Yeah. <clears throat> Just Job. Uh, Avante Maddox 29. Not much to say. Good number. Good player. And then we'll take a break after this one. Justin Evans then. <laughs> Justin Evans is in 30. Also, like a little so could Sidney Brown change again? Probably not. But Sydney Brown wore 30 at Illinois, and Justin Evans doesn't seem like a lock to make the roster to me. Although, I do think the Eagles might be a little bit higher on Justin. Not to say like he's definitely starting or definitely even making the team. But based on things that my sense, I guess I want to say, that I don't think they're like, is he's just camp fodder? It seems like he has at least a legitimate chance to make the team. Uh, <clears throat> Justin Evans in 30 um, doesn't make you feel anything. No. Good. All right. Let's take a break, uh, and we will be yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll be back after this.
3: Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in.
1: Back here on BZN Radio, hashtag JerseyNumberAnalytics. If you want to get in on the conversation, and obviously you do on Twitter, Uh, Mario Goodrich, Ben, is wearing number 31.
2: Congratulations to Mario Goodrich. I've always loved Mario Goodrich, the six foot, 186 pound, second year pro out of Clemson.
1: That's a good number for him. For someone like on the roster bubble, you know, Jalen Mills used to wear 31. It's a corner. It's not bad. It's fine. Uh, Our boy, Reed Blankenship. I don't know why I said our boy, but, uh, well, you said he's starting. And I actually, I do like him a lot. Yeah. And, and I think he kind of gets, I, it's kind of, I think the Eagles most likely starting safety duo is actually Reed and Edmonds. I think, yeah. Brown's. I'll put it to
2: this way I think Edmonds and Sydney are the two players that have the most overlap, which means that Reed is the easiest, uh, uh, avenue to holding down a starting job reed is very naturally a deep middle safety free safety mm-hmm. right whereas i think sydney and uh and uh, uh terrell Edmonds both more naturally play the strong side play, play the strong safety play the box safety uh and so i think reed is and you also want to as just as a culture you want to like have a guy like reed like it should be put in the situation he was put in last sure. year perform the way he did you want to be like all right this guy's getting oh uh, you know uh a team first team reps in training camp like that's you want to show that to your young players Guy came in as udfa you stayed ready soon enough to get ready his number was called at a tricky spot he he held his water this is the sort of guy that we reward like that's a good signal to put out and so give him first team reps and then yeah if feel like clearly can't play and you stick to
1: our Edmonds back there and you hold your breath but i think
2: reed showed enough that you you feel you feel positive about that decision
1: he was in 46 i believe around this time or 48 this time yeah. last year he was able to go up to 32. Worked out well for him. I think it's a it's a it's a right number. It's a right match of player and caliber. I think uh, it's it it works. It works for me. Um, Desiree Scott has kind of too good of a number, 33, for a guy who might not make the roster. Um, I mean, he was just really bad whenever he had to play last year, which is unfortunate. Maybe they consider trying to move him back to safety. They did that a little bit in training camp last year, but I don't know. Yeah, the uh,
2: I, I don't think that's as strong of a number as you do. I and I also number. think that, yeah, double number is nice, but 33 is an ugly double number. Mm. Like 55 is hard, 22 is
1: hard. 33, yeah. 34 is Kennedy Brooks, uh, probably just a camp body, honestly. Yep, 34 indicates camp body, I agree.
2: We're, once we get into mid-30s in, through high 40s, it's all camp bodies
1: except for like two random players. Boston Scott, 35, still rocking that. There's one. Um, it's been working for him. He's going to score multiple touchdowns, or at least one, against the Giants this year. Tristan McCullum is a player on the Eagles roster that you probably no one probably knows is on the Eagles roster. He's wearing 36. What's, what's
2: astonishing is he's not a rookie. He's a second year player. Yes. Where was he previously? They
1: signed him like I think late in the season. Still, when they were going to the Super Bowl to like a futures deal. Um. Yeah. I don't know. Just. Another kind of camp body kind of guy. 6'3 corner. That's always fun. He's 6'3 and he's wearing 36. Okay. There's something there. Oh, I like that. I see what you did there. It took me a second, but I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. Maybe that's why he picked it. He's like, yeah, I'm 6'3. I'll take 36. Healy Ringo, this is tough. This is really bad. This is... Yeah. This is... I mean, he might be a bust because you can't be wearing... You can't be out here... I mean, he he basically just looks like he already kind of looks like a linebacker without how big. He is, um, but I mean, thirty seven also not a good linebacker number. Uh, Keely Ringo wearing thirty seven, I think, is very tough.
2: Yeah, Keely's got to be watching. I think you got to watch McCollum closely during camp because I think thirty six is better than thirty seven. Still, watching, Mario Goodrich is the guy to watch. You got to be your, your Evans, goal. Your goal all camp should be making sure Mario Goodrich doesn't look good. That's your objective right there. <laughs> Not getting the rosters. You know, make sure Mario Goodrich, that 31, comes available pretty quick. Um, did, any pe- did any players wearing 37 take any snaps last season in a defensive backfield for any team?
1: Healy could also do 22. Sermon gets cut. Yes. That'd be really good, big. too.
2: I like that. Um, then yeah, single digits wise, yeah, nothing's really available for him there. Which like that'd be the the great thing would be like if you get a single digit the way that Brad and Slay do, you're automatically
1: outside corner three. Yeah. That's just for sure. He's jammed up though, can't get anything. Unless they gave out nine, but they're not. So uh yeah, that's tough for him. He's gonna have to find a way to change it. If he doesn't, his career is over, safe to say. Um uh, I think it's crazy how young he is, by the way. Like, he's only gonna turn twenty one yeah. in June. And he's like how long do you start at Georgia? He's like a multiple year starter at Georgia. Like, what are
2: we talking about? That's why, that's one of the reasons why I like him is people are like, oh, like he's got some press technique issues. And I'm like, he's yeah, 20. so do I when I'm, when I'm four years old, like, like you know, like, they yeah, like he's, he's the he's caliber of athlete. Two, he's two or seven. He runs exactly. a
1: four or three or four.
2: You don't four. find this athlete at corner very often, right? Like you absolutely find guys who are, who are uh, better transitions and more flexible. We don't find this high weight speed often. And like, if you go back and you look at guys who have, been really good at corner who were under drafted? you often find guys who have great high weight speed who had issues with transitions but they were able to overcome that because of their elite high weight speed and he's got multiple years playing experience at georgia and he's young like to me it's a great profile and then i liked the film more than other people did and so like fourth mm-hmm. round i was so excited about it um by the way number 37 trey herndon amari hooker last year playing to rashad wild goose apparently wears 37 was playing a little bit last year
1: okay um this is a this is a very
2: much a Elijah stretch. Riley. No chance Elijah Riley in 37. Yes, he is for the Steelers. Was around yeah. 37 last year. There you go.
1: Um, moving on to Greedy Williams, who I think many people think is more likely to make the Eagles roster than he actually is because there's kind of a numbers crunch there at corner. And I don't know that you're keeping the veteran guy when there's a lot of other talent here. Uh, I know Jimmy, uh, the aforementioned Jimmy Kemsky said that he left him off his recent 53 man roster projection uh yeah. and i have to say 38 and a quarterback here is not like a, a lock of a roster spot for him
2: yeah and like he was an early draft pick but he was a guy with question marks even then like when he was taking the second round people were kind of like oh like that's that's a big gamble on greedy williams they did not sign him to a significant deal i think yeah i think he is a swing on a guy that the scouting staff liked the film of him three years ago and I mean, you, that's good process to bring him in, but you don't put too many eggs in that basket.
1: He got destroyed when he went to Cleveland last year. And I know it's, you know, training camp and practices and wide receivers are certainly more positioned to win in one on ones, especially. But I mean, like Devonte and AJ were just destroying him. There was that picture There's that picture out there. You can Google it of AJ Brown, like standing over Greedy Williams, like mean mugging yeah. him after catching a go ball. And it, like it's I don't know, just kind of funny that they ended up signing that guy. Uh, Eli Ricks. A highly touted, by rankings-wise at least, uh, Alabama cornerback gets number 39 for an undrafted rookie free agent, which is typically slim pickings for numbers. That's not the worst. Blake Countess once wore—no, sorry, not Blake Countess. I think he did too, but I was thinking more so of Chandon Sullivan, who like carved out a career for himself after being an undrafted rookie free agent and one that the Eagles gave up too soon on. Uh, He's wearing 39, or he started out wearing 39. So I actually like 39 for Eli Ricks.
2: Yes, I like 39 for Eli Ricks. Yes, I liked Eli Ricks. We're all probably getting too excited about Eli Ricks. Hmm. And a number in the late 30s is a reminder that he's still a UDFA corner. That's my official Eli Ricks summary take.
1: This might be the worst number on the roster Nicholas Morrow picking forty one. It's just un- very, very tough luck. Unserious, unserious, like yeah. six years level, unserious here. <laughs> but it is. That's start. so bad.
2: He's giving you a starting linebacker in forty one. You
1: can't do. Why would you do that? Why would you do that? All right. Do you, does he blood, think blood. he's playing safety? Is he playing a hybrid we're role? We're looking for wearing forty one.
2: Last year we had Josh Allen, the Jags edge rusher. He uh, wore fifty three last
1: year, or with the Bears. like yeah. Why why would you go down to 41? What are you doing? And I think Kamara. There were numbers available to him.
2: Micah McFadden, James Winchester. Who's James Winchester? That's a fake name. Zach Cunningham. That's cursed.
1: James Winchester was a former Eagle. He's the Chiefs long snapper. Go birds.
2: Yeah, no. The fact that you're, as a linebacker, trying to emulate Zach Cunningham is, to me, terrible news. Oh, you know who else wore forty-one? Who? Well, Anthony Harris. This is terrible. This is such a bad number.
1: Early on, I think. Oh, yeah. No, and the Vikings. Yes. Yeah. It's
2: Vikings, and then he actually did have forty-one when he came back to the Eagles on the practice squad, gotcha. and then last year when he gotcha. was with the Broncos, he had forty-one. That's been the number he's worn, except it's for his safety with number. The yeah, and not a good it's one. Not a good number. And even if, and if you're going to be a linebacker in the forties, which is fine, like because we we debate this every year, I'm okay with it. Forty-five. 44. Right. Like, that's where you got to be. Like 41 is not, that's, that's safety long snapper nonsense.
1: Uh, Kayvon Wallace, who you have making an all pro team, I believe this year, uh, yes. <laughs> uh, is 42. And Kayvon kind of played a little bit better than I expected, I guess later in the year, but still like, not a guy that I think actually yeah. deserves to be. I mean, I think the expectation is like, if he can be a good backup, then that would be amazing. But,
2: Yeah. He's, he's, he's core teamer with, and, and safety depth. He's a guy that you you can put out there as as box safety and play backup and you can put him in packages where you want a guy who can hit. He's a heat seeking missile. Like, like, like Kayvon's Kayvon's good at his job, which is point and shoot. If you're asking him to do more, he's not going to do well, but you're also not doing the right job. So that's just not, not Kayvon. I like Kayvon because it's nice to have a guy like that on your team. Who's just like, Hey, tell me which number to hit. Like, like that, he's, he's got some tone setting to him. Um, I don't think that he's a legitimate candidate to beat out like Terrell Edmonds. I think Emma just provides you more utility, mm-hmm. but I'm interested to see what he looks like in camp because mm-hmm. he's continued to stay on the roster. And like these, the, like, like, okay. In terms of the safety room right now, he's the longest tenured Eagle by a mile. You know what I'm saying? Like he's, he's the guy in the room. So I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see. I Mor- don't think he's out from the competition at all.
1: Morrow really saw like, a number smaller than someone a safety on the roster and it's like I'll take that number because 44 man 44 would have been so much better Uh that's retired Ben you for this is like you forget about this every I single did, year. I
2: there's <laughs> no way of knowing what the retired numbers are
1: Uh basically any like really good and fun number it's you have to yeah, so ask yourself So I don't remember yourself, Pete Retzlaff. Uh well you should be and We'll move on to Mecky Gardner from LSU, who actually is was... it f- Mecky or Makai? Makai, probably. Uh, yeah. I gotta say That's how that name is usually pronounced. Makai. That's fine. Uh... Look, he's an undrafted rookie free time. He has to earn the pronunciation. He was 46, but then I think earlier this week moved up to... So once... Yeah, because Sidney Brown was 43. So once Sidney Brown moved to 21 that Sashray had, McKay Garner then moved up from 46 to 43. So now he's in 43, but he's a cornerback, although he has some safety versatility in theory, but the Eagles are listing him as a cornerback. So I actually think that's stocked down. If he was playing safety, that would be okay. Not amazing, but... If he's at corner, then he just doesn't have a chance.
2: Yeah, I'm not a not a big Mackay Gardner guy. I watched this film about four minutes before the draft, and I was like, okay, whatever. Um, And then whenever you're sharing a number, dangerous. Charleston Rambo, which Rambo just hopped on the roster, but Charleston Rambo also I like Rambo. Yeah, I mean, like I I, Rambo was fun on those Oklahoma Jalen Hurts teams. You know what I'm saying? I remember whenever I was watching Hurts, like he popped. Yeah. And then he had health problems, but he's like a speed guy, you know what I'm saying? He's a he's another quest. He's like a the same dice roll they took on John Hightower and Quez in that draft. That's the the role you're taking on Charleston Rambo, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, this guy's thin, he's not gonna be able to work over the middle of the field, but he, he's he can fly. And we like guys who can fly. We'll 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 take a swing on him in the league. Um I just always once you see the double numbers, man. That's how you know. Scary, scary, scary territory to be in, even though 43 is the next number.
1: He's the only receiver on the Eagles roster to not be in the uh, single digits, teens or the 80s. He's the only one. So in that way, might actually not be the worst thing for him in terms of like, like catching the coach's attention or the front. You know what I mean? Because it's like, oh, Mm -hmm. like, who's that guy making those catches? Oh, no, definitely when you're watching camp, you're like, wait, who's who's?
2: 38 again like there's so many 36 38 39 whatever right. when there's a wide receiver in 43 you're like okay that one's charleston rambo yeah that's good right you, you stick out i hear that I it's hear a that.
1: double-edged sword if he obviously makes some bad plays he's really gonna stick out and then if he makes some good plays it's like oh interesting the guy in 40 is making like good catches like let's let me let's like watch him a little bit more closely i like charleston rambo i don't know if he's gonna make the team but i think he could stick on the practice squad and should stick on the practice squad because first of all his name is also really cool. And uh, he'll get a better number at some point. Obviously, 43 is a he. I mean, he, he literally joined the team like after... the As the latest, as, he's the most recent addition. So everyone had already had their numbers. He was a rookie minicamp tryout player. Like, he didn't have much of anything to pick from. So I can't hold this against him. It was like the only thing he could work with. So mm-hmm. there you go. Uh, Rick Lovato is the Eagles' lung snapper. He's wearing 45, and that is just fine. Dan Arnold, new acquisition. Oh. Dan Arnold is in 46.
2: Mm. Ah. Ah.
1: Not even 47. Trey Burton's old number, which is Dalton Keene's number here. Like, I think I can get behind 47 being pass-catching tight end. Like, I thought I thought that worked for Trey Burton. I know he switched to 88 for the Super Bowl season, but I actually like Trey Burton in that undersized. But also, Dan Arnold's not undersized. He's 66 foot yeah. 6. I know he's like more of a pass catcher and the thing
2: but. with with it working for burton is he walked in and immediately did that right yeah. like i am an h-back i'm basically a fullback right. i'm wearing number in the 40s which is fine quentin morris for the bills 41 you know what i'm saying the like, co-keefe is 40 whatever for the, the the bucks that's great dan alderson wearing 85 and 82 for like a six-year nfl career five-year nfl career you can't just you can't fool us dan you can't roll and be like i wear 46 now i'm an h-back no we've seen you you can't. No, 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 It's very bad. It's not. It's not acceptable. With that said, he's the second best tight end on the Eagles roster.
1: <laughs> that is not how they see it. I know. And um, I really have a tough time not saying or typing out like Dan Darnold or Sam Darnold. Anytime I hear Dan Arnold, it's too close. It's just way too close. Yeah, this
2: that is tough.
1: This isn't the name analytics podcast, but it's just I just think it's way too close. And it's crazy that they're on the same team. Right. Were they? Were they both on the Panthers together at some point? No?
2: Dan and Sam?
1: I don't know. Dan was traded
2: to the Jags, I think, in
1: camp? the Panthers, right? From the Panthers? Yeah. So, yeah, maybe
2: for a second. I think they were for a second. That's
1: crazy. Also, Dalton Keen, like, listed here at 47. He's 275 pounds. That's a big boy for a tight end. Healthy young man. Like, for perspective here, Arnold's listed at 240. He's 35 pounds heavier. The Eagles tight end room is a hilarious
2: conversation of body types right like you have Dallas Goddard very traditional mm-hmm. and then you have Jack Stoll also very traditional then you have Dan Arnold who's a giant right 6'6 but 240 Grant Calcatero oh Grant t- Calcaterra is actually 6'4 I thought Calcaterra was a little shorter than that no um I was thinking Calcaterra more like 6'3 240 Tyree Jackson 6'7 250 oh Dalton yeah. Keene 6'4 275 they like like a bunch of bunch of different body types in the room
1: all right, Patrick Johnson, 48. I think it's a fine number for what he is as like a sub-package player, special team. And he's been doing it for a while.
0: At yeah. this point, it's him.
1: Yeah. Um, also, he weighs 248, and he is 48. So there you go. Nice. or something. <laughs> um, Ty Zentner, the Eagles undrafted Zentner. rookie free agent punter, is in 49. It's the highest number, just by default of specialists being allowed to wear higher numbers starting this year. Uh, that a specialist has ever worn on the Eagles. So Ty Zentner, number 49. Does he have a chance to beat out Aaron Sipas in this number?
2: Better question. If he beats out Aaron Sipas, should he keep the number?
1: I think he should yes. take Aaron Sipas's number, although that's tough because. No. Yeah, he can't because McKee is going to have that.
2: No, nah, you got to wear forty nine. Forty nine is a hilarious bit. Take winning a job as an undrafted free agent punter out of Kansas State, and then wearing forty nine in the NFL is elite. Ty Zentner would become my favorite player on the Eagles if he did it. You should absolutely keep forty nine.
1: I don't love a specialist being allowed to wear numbers this high. I didn't like that change, so I can't say I love this. I think I might like. You're it. You're gonna love it. You're gonna love it when he's back there wearing forty nine. That's so funny. Mm. I'll, I'll 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 um I'll cede to you on that. I will say. He does have some kickoff ability too. I don't think like their Eagles would move off of Jake Elliott from that full time unless Zetner looks really good. But maybe they want to like, you know, manage Jake Elliott's leg throughout the year and kind of like mm-hmm. not have him do every kickoff, especially if it's like a game they're up in by a lot and they're blowing the opponent out. Like why keep kicking the ball with Elliott? Just let Zetner do it at that point if he somehow makes the team. So I think that's okay to me. I like that look. Maybe you trick someone because you're, you're on the kickoff and you're the returner and you're like, oh, shoot. That guy's wearing 49. Must be a linebacker, even though he's very tiny. Uh, no, he's, actually. Yeah, six two,
2: two hundred. 200. He ain't fooling nobody. I but mean, still, 49 is funny, again, for this reason.
1: Exactly. So, okay, maybe I talked myself into thinking it's actually better. Because it's not about, like, I know you're obviously in the moment, oh, he's small. But, like, what if you're just thinking about it in a split second? You just see the number first, and you're like, oh, no, 49. He might catch me. Um, it's better than nothing at all. We're going to move on to Fred Johnson, who is definitely on the Eagles roster and is wearing 50. Uh, not a good sign. Not a good tackle number.
2: No, this is, this is the John Madden argument right here. This is big man yeah. wearing 50. He's no. like 6'7", 330 or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no. 326. Yeah, unacceptable.
1: If he's playing guard, less bad. I can't believe bet. it's his fifth year. Uh, yeah, he's, he's played in the NFL for like a little bit. Like he's, I forget how many games he's played in, but he's, play, like he's played in some games. He was with the Bucks, I believe. Um, I don't know if he was on their Super Bowl team. I think he was on there after that. But um, this is way too much on Fred Johnson, who played in – he's uh, he's made eight starts, Ben.
2: Which they – okay, was it for the oh, – no, not the Colts. It was for somebody. <laughs>
1: the Bengals. 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 and It was the first
2: AFC team. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: Uh, so not great, but whatever. Uh, fifty is not a good number for him. He's not making the team. Cam Jergens is still in fifty-one. He might be playing guard in that number, but I don't Weird. know if he will for sure.
2: Downvote guard at fifty-one.
1: Hmm.
2: Upvote center fifty-one. Downvote okay. guard fifty-one.
1: Uh, Davion Taylor has way too good of a number for a player who, you know, is probably on his. It's just tough because even if Davion has a good summer again, which he kind of did, he started out strong, I would say, last year and then finished awfully. Like he was so bad in the preseason games, which I think basically those alone got him cut. Um, like Nicholas Morrow needs to switch to fifty-two if Davion Taylor gets cut. Which Morrow's
2: 52 before, so I think that's in the cards. Uh,
1: I like Christian Ellis. Christian Ellis is in fifty-three, and I think he showed some juice when he had to play last year. Mm-hmm. I erratically is
2: large linebacker number, and he is large linebacker, so yes, acceptable. I
1: think if we talk about like player who has the biggest uh like who is the most unknown player on the eagles roster who could feasibly be an important player for them this year or be a starter i think it's christian ellis right is that fair to say
2: starter i'd be surprised well that's the point but i'm saying like
1: if if someone's going to come out of the woodwork to be some kind of starter or key player at any spot who would it be i think he's probably the third best linebacker on the eagles probably him or bradley and third best linebacker is an
2: ankle twist away from being a guy who's on the field almost 100% of the time. So yeah, like I do think Ellis is an important player. That's very, very, very unknown. Uh, Yeah, 53, Davian Taylor, Christian Ellis, Sean Bradley in 52, 53, 54 is just an elite run of players who don't (laughs) see the field (laughs) on
1: defense. Uh, It makes for a good specialty. You could line them up all next to each other on kickoff coverage, boom. Uh, 55, Brandon Graham, we love Brandon Graham. He's the best a great number he's in year 14 now crazy
2: about to say i hope that eventually the number under his years played for the eagles is 55 man just never bg forever
1: um we are going to then tyler Steen, eagles first third round pick gonna play guard for them so that's important to note he lined up as guard in rookie minicamp and they've listed him that way although on the roster officially he is quote unquote ol as opposed to other guys they have listed as like Og, Ooh, he is yeah, or G slash T or G slash G. So that's kind of interesting to note. Um, Tyler Steen at tackle and fifty six is a disaster, but Tyler Steen at fifty six in guard is okay.
2: Better, absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think this is. I think he's very clearly a, a guard to them, even though they're trying to hide their intentions with the O line designation because of this fifty six number. We we can see through your tricks, M- website manager who runs the Eagles roster.
1: And Sumalo just had fifty six. So that's a really good number for a third, like a, a yeah. third. That's getting
2: in get. the door at the right time. Yeah, right? that's just that's being selected at a good moment. Jersey uh, comes available. Swoop in.
1: Well done. He's going to be a good player. That's stock up.
2: Tyler Steen. Also, in the photo of him signing his contract that they put out today, <laughs> man, that boy was happy to be a Philadelphia Eagle. Filled me with warmth.
1: Love it. Face um, smile. This is a great number for an undrafted rookie free agent, especially one who, from my understanding, can't necessarily play football. Is Ben <laughs> Van Sumeren, Michigan State yes. linebacker, my friend Alex uh, Reno, who contributes to Pride of Detroit, is a Michigan State fan, and I was like, "Hey, so what's the deal on him?" And he was like, "You know, probably a special teamer." So, yeah. That's all I've In got. terms
2: of overall aesthetic, name, position, BVS number, vibes. This is the best player in the Eagles rod. It's like one Jalen Hurts, <laughs> two Ben Van Zummeren.
1: It's too good just, of a number. Maybe right,
2: just, a, just a, a thumping linebacker's name with a thumping linebacker's number, baby. Just good old 57 Ben Van
1: Zummeren. For this reason and no other reason, I think he might actually be good. Just for like, this is the only reason this is if you're looking at anything about his profile that you could tell me like why he's going to be good, it is just because of his jersey right. number.
2: This is like when when people use actual analytics, not to say jersey number analytics aren't actual analytics, but when they use actual analytics and like it like circle some like sixth round pick out of like, you know, Arkansas State. It's like, you no, know, this guy's got the metrics we want Let's take a swing on him. Jersey number analytics, when they spit out their numbers, it's like Ben Van Sumeren is the guy that's being underrated right now. This is this is the guy that the analytics are pointing to as a, as a sleeper. So there you go. You heard it here first.
1: Ben Van Su- Su- Sumeren. Sumeren. Yeah. Don't, I don't know even how to know to, to say his name. BVS. <laughs> uh, Kyron Johnson is in 58, and I think that is a really nice number because I think of Trent Cole. Uh, exactly. But I can't really say Kyron Johnson did a whole lot last year other than play on special teams sometimes, so... I don't know, not necessarily a lock to make the roster, but I would probably have him on it more than I would have him off of it. Yeah, I'm continuing to be interested to see what he can do, because
2: I thought he was a little juicy out of, out of Kansas. But yeah, I mean, he's a he's a depth guy. who's just trying to hang out on the roster, get
1: reps, get a little bit heavier, so on and so forth. We have Janarius Robinson. who I'm kind of upset that the Eagles didn't uh, end up locking up the one seed before week 18 last year, because so I, I wanted to see some of these guys that like, you know, not that I expected great things from anyone, to be clear, but, like, I wanted to see Ian book still, because why not? Like, you know, let's just have a meaningless game, like, an extra preseason game, basically. <laughs> and Sicko. Let's, well, let's just see, like, why not? And also, like, more less so... Ian Book specifically, but like Trey Sermon, like let's, let's see, let's see him. Let's see him actually get some more playing time or a guy like Janarius Robinson, who I don't think played a single snap for the Eagles after they picked him up off of the Vikings practice squad. Like they signed him off of the Vikings practice squad. Like I wanted to see if he could do anything and he didn't get to play. So that's kind of a bummer. He's wearing 59, which is even though I like 58 as an edge rusher number, I feel like 59 is more of a linebacker, like off ball linebacker number. So I don't love that for him. Here's the thing with 59. He's a, he's a, Big defensive end, right? He's 260
2: yeah. pounds. Big defensive end, wearing 59, lining up outside of the tackle. Cool. I'm into that, mm. right? Just like big defensive end, you know, whatever. Like, go beat a tight end. If he has to take Milton Williams snaps, right? Like, like where he lines up inside of the tackle, right? Just he's doing, after. like, like the, the four, I think. That's where 59 is dreadful, yeah. So, as long as he's staying outside of the tackle, I'm fine with it. But once he ends up inside, we got to get this boy into 70s number ASAP.
1: All right, well, we're going to take another break, but not before you hear about Righteous Felon Craft Jerky, righteousfelon.com. Woo! Just going to BGN15 for 15% off your order. Okay, then I'm going to throw it to you where you're going to say back after this. Okay, are you ready for that? Yeah. All right, then we're going to be back later. All right, you botched it, but it's okay. <laughs>
0: You can find it on the Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Back here on BGN Radio, we're going to finish up our Eagles hashtag Jersey Number Analytics podcast, where every year, starting last year, I should say, I just feel like more and more, Ben, people are talking about Jersey numbers, which I love to see. But I do not love to see when people act like they've just always been doing this this is always because when we started the podcast i need i remind you like maybe more so me than you i was worried people were going to be like this is stupid people are going to be angry at us like this is a waste of time and people loved it and i feel like for me to have that fear that kind of spoke to it wasn't just something that everyone normally talks about as much as they do now and act as like a very normal thing to analyze it and pretend like they were doing that all i'm not saying they can't Joining in the fun. I want everyone to join in the fun. But it's just weird to me when people don't use the hashtag because that's really the genesis of it all.
2: Yeah. I just I, th- I think if you're somebody talking about jersey number analytics and you're not using the hashtag jersey number analytics, you know who you are. We know who you are. God will be the final
1: judge. That's all I have to say about that. That's fair. Um, Noah Ellis is a player who... So the Eagles signed him as an undrafted rookie free agent last year. And then they... Like, waves injured him, whatever, because he got hurt in minicamp or something like that. And then they didn't even list him on their roster page all year, because I keep track of these things. Um, Because I Because I write about their injury report every week, and I usually I'll include everyone on there. But they didn't even have him listed on there, which is weird. So it's almost like they hid him in some way, because... Secret Noah Ellis. Well, at the end of the 2022 season, he was just back on the roster. It's like, well, wait, like, you didn't re-sign him. He was just always on the team. So... (laughs) excuse me um noah ellison 61 um he's a big man Mm -hmm. six four two thirty
2: five six four three fifty and if you're an enormous man and you can't be like 99 or 90 you gotta go be 64 you know what i'm saying you gotta go be like a super weird number go be like six you just gotta go do something dumb so this is understanding your role right this this is it, this is this is how it works. Also notable, brother of Christian Ellis. Yes. Both of whom are brothers of Caden Ellis, who's right. like actually good for the Falcons. Hey. The Eagles will never be able to, to complete the trio because Caden Ellis actually is providing utility to a team somewhere. Hmm. They collected 66% of the Ellis brothers and didn't get the good player.
1: It's very it's a, it's a total shame. Well, it's very Philadelphia, Ben. The the, the, yeah. the bit with Philadelphia, not even a bit, the reality is they always get like the lesser brother. In this case, they got the lesser brothers. Although I still believe in Christian Ellis. Uh, Jason Kelsey 62 he's a Hall of Famer he's had five all pro seasons in the last six years (laughs) it's working out for him do you think Jason Kelsey will be on the roster next year and give me a percent chance and you can't explain it you just have to give me a number
2: there's a 40 percent chance he's on the roster next year wow
1: I think that's slow uh Jack Driscoll 63 Jack Driscoll is in the final year of his deal he's listed as a tackle guard Ooh. I think he plays worse at tackle than he does at guard in part because he has more of a guard number than a tackle number.
2: I think that's inarguable. It has nothing to do with the fact that he's got a guard build and yes. was expected
1: to be a guard in the NFL. It's
2: got to do with 63. Um, I don't realize he was in the last year of his deal. Yeah. He's, yeah. I think he's a good candidate to go elsewhere and fight for a starting job probably. Yep. But for now he's made 63 work, right? It's, it's the same thing as like the, the Patrick Johnson thing at first, like 63, eh? but now like Jack Driscoll wears 63 and he's played well. So he wears 63.
1: Also kind of like underrated. We were talking about like earlier, like, uh Josiah Scott being a key factor as a top backup I mean, Eagles don't really have a true swing tackle right now I mean, it would be Driscoll if the game was played today but like do you really want Jack Driscoll playing for you at left tackle for more than an extended stretch?
0: No I'm okay. I, yeah. I, th- I'm,
2: I, I think that's okay I don't really? think that's terrible I mean, his his left tackle snaps with the Cardinals were his first ever career left tackle snaps. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think if he's walking into camp taking the Andre Dillard snaps with Team 2 at left tackles and making sure he can play it, I'm fine with it. He's a solid player.
1: I just think you don't want him out there at tackle more than, like, a game or two. Like, if he has to, like, be your, like, you know, someone goes down, God forbid, and he has to be, like, your whole season starter at tackle, I just don't know about that one as much, especially at left tackle. Uh, but he has some competition in the form of someone who was out for the entire year last year because he was recovering from an ACL injury slash the team didn't need him at any point. That is Brett Toth back in 64. Um, I don't love the number, but I do like it more than 63.
2: No, I, those are equivalent and I've seen Jack Driscoll actually play well at 63. So whatever Brett Toth does, Brett Toth does. I'm not a big Brett Toth guy.
1: Did you get Tears of the Kingdom, the new Zelda game?
2: No, but I, I love the, the clips of just the weirdest things mm. happening in the game that I find very enjoyable. I've never up. played any of the Zelda franchise, so if oh, I commit was. to it, I have to start with Breath of the Wild, yeah.
1: Wow, I brought that up because of Nintendo 64, so there you go, even though it's on the Switch. Anyway, uh, Lane Johnson, 65, we don't need to say anything about Lane, he's great. Roderick Johnson. So the Eagles have... Roderick. Fred Johnson on the offensive line, you'll have Fred Johnson, Lane Johnson, and then Roderick Johnson. Rod Johnson is 66 and he is six foot six. So there you go. It is City. very much a kind of a can't body number. Although, again, a five year player, a guy who has some. Experience. I think 66
2: is a good number. I would say 66, like, like if Tyler Steen got 56 into 66, I would say that's an upgrade.
1: Mm, no, I don't agree. It gives him guard tackle
2: versatility. What are you talking about?
1: No, I mean, I do like the double number, but 66 kind of just it's weak and the goes six doesn't look great. Oh, take, I think, um, he yeah. has an uphill battle, he's gonna have to change that. Uh, he does, he doesn't have no chance, he has an uphill battle. Matt Leo also wearing 66, I believe. So, Matt Leo, um, <clears throat> formerly did not count against the. Eagles roster limit because of his international player status, but now I think those three years have uh, been used up. Yeah, they have. Yeah. So now he does count for it, and he is a 31 year old player who has never played in a real game before. So,
2: but other than that, Uh,
1: but has been a good. I mean, it's kind of been a nice deal for him because he's like gotten to hang out and practice and give you value. I don't know if that's a sweet deal, so never mind. Actually, but uh, he's stuck. He's stuck with it. So there's that. Cameron Tom Cam Tom is wearing sixty seven <laughs> weird offensive
2: line name for the Eagles man.
1: <laughs> formerly uh, Jamal Jackson used to be the Eagles starting center wore sixty seven and I like that look. So actually, this is a pretty decent look for yeah. like a guy who's realistically your third string center because Kelsey and Jurgens are ahead of him.
2: So okay, slow down. Do you like Jordan Mylota in sixty
1: eight? I wish he was wearing sixty nine, but it's fine.
2: Okay, but you like and then you like Landon Dickerson in sixty nine. I do then. Yeah.
1: So you like 64,
2: 65, 67, you're okay on 68. You and you like 69, you don't like 66?
1: No. That's weird. That's a bad
2: take. 66 yeah. is like the strongest of those numbers
1: besides 69 obviously. No, it's the font. I think the Eagles jersey font is doing something to my
2: I just can't believe Ice. you're like, wow, Josiah Scott in 33. What great energy! <laughs> double number, and then it turn around 66 and you don't buy it. And it, is,
1: yeah. it no one's gonna take this show seriously for not consistent, Brandon. I'm looking at it. Maybe it's the Eagles' website font that's thrown. I'm looking at it, their official roster page, and I'm just not feeling the energy of that number. It feels unbalanced. <laughs> for the some vibes, reason. the vibes are off. Man. See, 33. Go, I just like the the right facing side of 30. The threes for some reason works better to me than the left adjusted side of the 66. It's just not working for me, man. It needs something to balance it out, and the seven does balance the six out because the seven leans to the right. All right, no. <laughs> so this is this. We're now into feng
2: shui that I I cannot accept. The sixty-seven is good, or the sixty-six is good. Shoot, you messed me up.
1: Uh, sixty-seven is good. The sixty-eight is good. Jordan Malata is six foot eight. He wears sixty-eight. Uh, Landon Dickerson sixty-nine. Nice. Here is where we get interesting, Ben. Moro Ojomo, who I motion, and I will—I want to talk to him about this. To be fair, I don't want to just, you know, bestow a nickname upon someone if they don't like it or aren't comfortable with it. Um, I feel like we should call him Mojo first of all, because I feel like that's kind of fun to say. Agreed. And this is where a player should be allowed to wear double zero. We need to bring double zero back because what better player to wear than a guy who has five O's in his name and has?
2: Yeah. So hear me out. We should bring quintuple zero in. For Moro Ojomo, just zero zero, comma, zero, zero, zero. Just on both sides. It's a fair point. Moro Ojomo. We should, he'd just be able to use a different color O in his name mm. and just make the O's in Ojomo on the back nameplate. Just like make it like like a green, you know, like his jersey
1: number color. is incorporated into his <laughs> <Yeah>. last name. <laughs> and, then
2: I, and then just nothing on the back. Uh, That'd be interesting. Yeah, no, I I, I very much agree. Uh, Ojomo is, is a good candidate for uh, for double zero. looks look
1: amazing. That'd be great. It's it's Jim Otto. Like that's the why I said Jim Otto is the best aesthetic almost ever. The, the O O and then O O on the jersey, that's great. That's Ojomo. Same thing. Although you're losing the symmetry of Otto. Like you know, that's a very like symmetrical. Yeah,
2: but the music of Ojomo is just so fun. <laughs> More Ojomo. Uh,
1: he's in seventy two though, which is not great him and i think he needs to find an opportunity to upgrade if he can at some point i don't know what he realistically can kind of move up to here because the numbers in the 90s are taken up pretty well filled out Uh, and there's obviously numbers that are retired in the 90s as everybody knows hmm. so he's kind of in a tough spot i mean maybe if hmm, like if teron jackson doesn't stick around is it worth it going up from 72 to 75 i think so
2: yeah, but, but it's I don't think great. that's that big of a yeah. Like I would rather stick with seventy two and and I think and I think you know make that into your number. Okay. Kind of make that your thing. Yeah,
1: he's probably honestly just stuck in that box, unfortunately, until double zero arrives. Uh, Trevor Reed, Eagles undrafted rookie free agent, super like athletic uh, tackle, right? He's in seventy four, which is that's a, I think that's a pretty solid number for an UDFA. Yeah, I mean, I don't love it. I think all the numbers in the seventies
2: I struggle with and I would never take a number in the seventies if I could avoid it. Unless Mm. you're like a straight tackle, but yeah,
1: 74 is okay. Uh, Teron Jackson, who got waived by the Eagles at one point or multiple points last year. So probably isn't as firm footing as we might think. And also had a good summer. I thought last year, uh, and didn't really manifest into anything. So he's 75 for now, but I don't know if it'll be, or he'll be in that for long.
2: I like I like seventy-five for turn Jackson. I think I think like it reminds me of Vinnie Curry, reminds me of of Josh Sweat. I think it's it's got some good defensive end legacy going down for it for the Eagles. I don't mind it.
1: Tyrese Robinson used to play with Jalen Hurts at Oklahoma, as did other m- multiple other players on the Eagles roster, I believe, including Grant Calcaterra, Trey Sermon, Charleston Rambo, and another wide receiver who we'll be getting to in a bit. Um but seventy six. Camp body guard number. That's all I've got. Congrats to him. More of a tackle number, but not a good tackle number. Uh Julian Good Jones is in 77. That's fine. Elite name. Eagles off as a line names. Incredible. Sure. JG J G. We so Eagles got rid of JG and they they have upgraded to J G J. J G. You can't you can't do
2: JGJ. That's impossible to say say say. cleanly. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. No, just gotta come Good Jones. Uh, for for him to go from because Dillard had seventy seven, so for a guy who was previously an Eagles UDFA signing and made his way back to Philly ultimately, that's not bad for him. Although he's not a tackle, though, I think he's more of a guard. He's played more of like guard for them. Hmm. seventy eight. He's been. I that's, think it's fine. Uh, it's not a great number and not a great player. Uh, Jim Oka, not Okafor, Okorafor from. N-A-I-A, Benedictine College, Ben, received Benedictine zero money in terms of, like, signing bonus as a UDFA. He's the only UDFA who did not receive any signing bonus or any guaranteed money of any kind. So kind of seems, like, destined to be a camp body. But also not just, like, a camp body, like, you know, like, the 89th man or 90th man on the Eagles 90-man roster is in 79. That's a great number. 79 is a great number. What are you doing for, for a player of his ilk? Like that, okay, Tom Harrison yeah, yeah, used yeah. to wear that number. Like, that's a great number that, for you no, no, to get. That's
2: fair, right? For, for, for being the 90th guy on the roster and getting 79, that's great. Like I would go as so far as well, 79, like a great
1: it's number. It's not a great number in a vacuum. Well, Brandon Brooks didn't Brandon, Brandon Brooks also wore 79. It's got good
2: Eagles legacy. I'll give you that. It does have good, it's got good Eagles legacy, good juice. You're, you're correct in that assessment. I agree there.
1: And a guy from Benedictine College is getting like that's that's he has a chance to make the team just based on that number.
2: I don't think he has a chance. Not to the, the team, team the but practice squad. Yeah,
1: I hear Tyree Jackson, 80. This is kind of a do or die summer for him, and the odds are kind of working against Tyree, I would say, uh, considering the other people the Eagles have brought in at tight end. So I think uh, it's not going to be a situation where he survives uh, the roster. Hopefully he will survive in real life. Um, Grant Capetere is an 81. It's a wide receiver number. I don't love it on the tight end.
2: Yeah, you're right. Although but, he's more
1: of a pass catching tight end.
2: Yeah, but I think 80 is just, uh, oh, like, in my opinion, 80 is kind of like always a good number. You
1: know what I'm saying? When you no. can land on, on one of the unless tens, you're, a, it's yeah. a wide receiver number to me, like Jerry Rice.
2: Yeah, but like I, as far as tight end numbers, is not that bad. Like I, I think mm. any time you're in a tens number, the, the floor is very high.
1: We have Devin Allen in 82. I think he was 39 last year, as he was just trying to. Make a transition from running. Uh, what's he do? The hurdles, the relays. Uh, yes. To NFL, uh, the
2: one ten hurdles. I want to say.
1: Devin Allen is like I think low key one of the more interesting players to watch, especially as far as long shots go, because he showed some juice late last year. He had that touchdown in the Browns game, and then he like he I thought he looked like legitimately good as a gunner on punt coverage. He never got a chance to play. He's another one of these guys who I thought like it would be nice to see him in Week eighteen if the Eagles could play a meaningless game. 82 is a little bit of a weird number for his profile. I think he, like ideally he should be in the teens, but, um,
2: yeah, he is a critical guy where the numbers make him too heavy. Numbers got to make him lighter.
1: I think he should be an 80 or 81 more so 80 probably. And then like put Tyree Jackson or whoever in 82.
2: I don't think that improves Tyree very much. And I think Allen benefits from getting on a tens number. So
1: mm-hmm. to me, that's, that's, that's a little bit of a redundant move. Brady Russell is like the son or nephew or something of like, I think he's the nephew of Eagles um, assistant GM or not assistant GM, but like assistant to the GM or whatever title that is, uh, Matt Russell he used to be on the Broncos. Yes. Uh, so it kind of just seems like a nepotism thing, but maybe he's- We love those. Maybe he's actually good. I have no idea. Probably not. Uh, he's an 83. It's kind of just a run of the mill tight end number.
2: Yeah, I don't. I have no opinions about Brady Russell, and I cannot be forced into having one. G
1: Ward is back in '84, probably for the last time. I'm guessing he's going to be 28. Like this will be his last summer with the team. Yeah. I'm probably thinking. He, yeah, '84 too heavy for
2: Greg Ward too. The Eagles. The Eagles gotta gotta move on for these wide receivers who were laboring in the '80s numbers.
1: Here's a sleeper for you, Tyree Cleveland. Could this be? He was wearing number 85. Could this be your Zach Pascal replacement?
2: If there's a if there's a Zach Pascal on the roster, I think it's him. Yeah. I don't think you necessarily need a Zach Pascal replacement with as ben, much.
1: How dare you? Nick Criani stressed the role of J.J. Arthur Whiteside as an enforcer in 2021 and then had Pascal take that role last year.
2: Okay. So, yeah, sure.
1: I mean, like, I, I think. They need an enforcer. They literally named a role for this called the enforcer.
2: Nick Sirianni is just an unrelenting hype man, isn't he? Just just, <laughs> just, a, just an overwhelmingly excited young man. Um, yeah, I think like him, I like Ngata quite a bit. Uh, uh, Joseph Ngata out of Clemson is wearing 86, is right behind Tyreek Peebles.
1: Mm. Um The first time and, they've given out that number since Zachary's got traded.
2: Right. Is so that I think that's good energy. I think is a more talented receiver than Cleveland. I don't think he's the same guy in terms of blocking and and doesn't have as dense of a frame and so I don't think he can be as clean of a passable guy, but I, I if I have to choose a roster between the two, I'd rather keep in to off what I know about them now and see if I can make him block well enough than keep Cleveland because mm. he's guy can block and then see if I can actually use him in the passing game. So we'll see that the Cleveland and gotta is something I'm interested in watching along with like Alameda Quez. Yep. This um uh this this year in, in, in training camp.
1: I mean, yeah, they don't have anything like proven behind AJ Brown and Devante Smith. Like there's no other like guy that you feel like good about too much. I mean, I think people are intrigued by Alama Day, but it's not like something you can set your watch to considering he hasn't been here. And it's a, you know, a new scheme and adjustment, a new face, Joseph Ngata was the Eagles UDFA signing with the most amount of guaranteed money so that's something to keep an eye on those guys typically have stuck around in some fashion whether that's like either on the roster or in the practice squad like they've, they typically end up sticking around that's definitely a name to watch and when I watched him Ben I saw a poor man's AJ Brown <laughs> Jaden Hazelwood? No, Ngata. I saw like Oh Ngata. I, I, I've heard, I, I thought you moved on to Hazelwood no, when you were saying that. I no, was like, "Are you insane?" No. Ngata. Yeah. I feel like I saw a poor man's AJ Brown. I really do feel that way.
2: Yeah, he. I mean, he's 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 big. He's physical. He can work downfield. He can work underneath. I don't like. He's in the model of AJ Brown. He's I not a poor man's AJ Brown. Yes, a poor man. AJ Brown. He, he's a he's a desolate man's AJ Brown. All <laughs> right. This is a this is a, a very very poor man. Very impoverished man's AJ Brown. But, yes, Ngata, to me, had had clearly draftable talent. He's got some injury stuff, which I think is why he fell out of sure. the draft. Um, I like him quite a bit.
1: Yeah, interested to see him. And then Hazelwood uh, played with Jalen Hurts at Oklahoma earlier in his career before Hazelwood ultimately ended up at Arizona. 87 for the first time being handed out since Brent Selleck, baby. Since the 2018 season began, the Eagles have not had 87. They had, they had to honor Brent Selleck for this long. And you got him and they and they did it and now they gave it to a udfa wide receiver um it's gonna be weird seeing 87 because of that because it's been so long um but i feel like the 86 is working better for Ingata than the 87 is for hazelwood
2: yes though 87 very strong number i'll never not mind a receiver in 87 you're gonna catch mine no matter what hazelwood is uh also like he's similar to uh uh rambo right like, he's got some plays he's got some moments okay. i like the way the eagles keep bringing in these guys we're just like, oh, they had nine big plays in college. Let's see what it looks like. Like sure. that's that. I think that's a, a good way to rotate wide
1: receivers at the bottom of the roster. Dal Scott in '88, no notes. Jack Stoll in '89. You said he is not the Eagles' second best tight end, but they would very much feel differently, at least in terms of yeah. how their snaps are going to shake out.
2: Yeah, Stoll. No, Stoll. Stoll will stay tight end too. I get it. Like he's 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 good. '89 is also the correct number for how Jack Stoll plays the tight end position. Sure, this man we're wearing forty. Seven, we'd have to have a conversation, but eighty-nine—that's mm-hmm. a good Nebraska tight end number, right there. Uh,
1: it's the biggest number he can wear, right? Yeah,
2: yeah. 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 He so, can't, we can't put a tight end in the nineties. Yeah, the lawless country.
1: So there you go. Uh Jordan Davis in ninety. I really wish he was wearing ninety-nine, which obviously is not available to him um, because of Jerome Brown. But um, ninety
2: is the best alternative. Yeah, I,
1: I would like to see him. See, I wish he was in. No, it should be 98. He's the biggest player on the roster, and he should be wearing the biggest number. And that way, you could have had Jalen Carter in 97. And then you have 98 and 97 right next to each other.
2: 90 is good. 90, again, you, you're underestimating the value of having a zero at the end of the number. Mm. That's like, a that's nice, clean, solid, strong number. No. I think that's good. A 98 wouldn't be bad, but 90 is still a great alternative to 99.
1: Fletcher Cox, 91, nothing to say there. Established. Classic. Might be his last season, and might be the last time an Eagles player ever wears that number again this season, I guess, in theory. Oh, yeah, I right? think so. I mean, they, they're probably not going to, or at least for a while, they would at the very yeah, least. Yeah, I would say for a while. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I don't know if they were I can see them
2: retiring 62 when we get there. That wouldn't surprise me.
1: Well... They're, they might have to. <laughs> if, he can, yeah. if he has another All Pro, if he has a six All yeah. Pro, seven in the last seven years, and they got they win another Super Bowl too, like yeah, I think that would certainly cement it. Um, <clears throat> Milton Williams in '93, it's a good number. Milton kind of quietly um, could take a big step this year in terms of like role and importance, but I also think it's possible he will continue to play a similar role. Yeah,
2: I think that uh, Milton in '93 is a good number, and he owns it now, and I'm happy with it now, and it's going
1: to be solid. Josh Sweat, 94, his first le- legitimate Pro Bowl year last year. Uh, there you go.
2: Love Josh Sweat, man. Love Josh Sweat. The move to 75 and 94, such a clear example of how when you when you reach a certain talented level, right? You go to a better number and it raises your ceiling, and now you're a pro bowl player. This is exactly how it's supposed to work.
1: Mr. T Marlon Touwe So could we move Ojomo to this? Could we move Ojomo to ninety five?
2: I would like that. I like what, Oh, Joe 95 is good. I don't think Marlon is, is bad enough that yet. You, you have to knock him off it, but He's I have like not hurt.
1: That. He's had trouble staying healthy. Yeah. Derek Barnett <laughs> is on the roster. I feel like, I feel like more than any other player, obviously like just not counting like Tristan McCollum, these unknown guys. It's like, do you remember that Derek Barnett is on the team? Because he is at least for now. It's possible that Eagles could like post June one him, like actually, like just get I like, cut him after June, right? Legitimately post June one, yeah. Uh, um, but I don't, I don't know. Maybe I have no idea. I have really no good gauge on what they're gonna do with him. It kind of just feels like you would move on from the standpoint of like, oh, we kind of forgot he's here, and it's probably just best for both sides to kind of move on at this point. But uh, he is still here, and he's still ninety six, so that's also another Ojomo possibility, I guess. Yeah, I would like Ojomo 96 better, too.
2: Barnett, still being on the roster, you said, like, who too still remembers this? I do. Every day I remember that Derek Barnett, who was overdrafted from the second he was drafted and never performed well, uh, was not still on the roster, and is backing up Josh Sweat's backup, rightfully so.
1: Contain- one
2: NFL draft take I got correct for the Eagles. That is true. At the In my tenure at BGN, the only one was Josh Sweat over Derek Barnett.
1: Probably the most uh, famous take from that draft class, too. Definitely not Donald Pumphrey or anyone else.
2: Yeah. Oh, dude, they're, they're two different draft classes. It was John, the Josh Sweat class. No, later. they weren't. It's like, all right, yeah. Yeah.
1: Barnett and uh, Pumphrey were the same class.
2: I was I was saying Barnett and Sweat were oh, separate draft got classes. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
1: Uh Contavious Street got way too good. I mean, he, he must be a lock to make the roster. He got 97. That was Jay, insane. This is Javon Hargrave's number. Huge. <laughs> He's giving that out to Contavious Street.
2: No, I was very surprised by that as well. I was like, we're just, we're like, this is, this is enormous sign for Contavia Street making the roster and being solid on the roster. I thought that was huge. Um, with that said, too high of expectations, man. That's the danger now. Far too lofty. We get Contavious Street in, in 97. That's, that's, that, that's a little too rich for my blood.
1: I thought it was really interesting when, um, you remember, do you remember when Schefter tweeted about legal signing him? I remember it happening. It was like one of their earlier signings. I don't remember because he I, I bring it up because he tweeted that Street had six sacks last year. But if you go to his pro pro football reference page, it's like, no, he didn't. He had three and a half. So like where are you getting that number? Did you just From the agent? Well, it turns out that he had six according to Pro Football Focus last year, which, as I've talked about with Jimmy kemsky, they don't count they count half sacks as full sacks. So Yeah, right. Does that interest does that intrigue you at all? The fact that like he has 3.5 traditionally, but if you count he actually had more half sacks, does that, is that anything to you or is that just dumb? I mean, it means that he's present, but like
2: you can get a half sack by being the first guy there and then somebody right. comes and cleans up, or you can get a half sack by being the second guy there and just happen to be part of the cleanup crew. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't necessarily imply like he's in the backfield. Good. Right. I think you already kind of knew that off of film and off of non sack metrics. It also just tells me that PFF's numbers are annoying to work
1: off of. I think that is kind of fair though. I think like maybe a half sack isn't always get properly giving enough credit. I maybe mean, you should we should just count him as full sacks, not half sacks.
2: Gatavia Street, ninety seven.
1: <laughs> Great number. Uh, and then we end with Jalen Carter, who the Eagles first round pick, he's in ninety eight after wearing eighty eight at Georgia. I mean, seems like he's Great. destined for all us assuming all the off, field stuff remains kosher and no issues then i think he's on track for a hall of fame career in this number dude
2: 90 and 98 on the inside with seven and four on the outside mm, is sick. wow I, yeah that's clean when it's when it's josh sweat and it's 94 it's still solid right you just get like 90 98 94 and then hassan Redick there in seven just looking like a son of a
1: gun yeah
2: right Fifty-five, a little bit, is a square fit, but like you know, that's not Mm -hmm. really the future of the Eagles. That's just like the current state of the Eagles. Uh, I think it's gonna. I I love the Eagles' defensive line. Everybody's in great numbers along their defensive line. We got to
1: get Morrow and Derek Barnett's number,
2: and then we're cooking with gas. Okay,
1: Ben, this has been the (sighs) annual jersey number analytics hashtag. Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me
2: this is not the best number aesthetic. Like, so many guys are good. Like, it's like all right, like Nick Morrow, that kind of sucks. The Mm. bottom of the corner roster is weird. Other than that, like a couple wide receivers are in too big of numbers. Altogether, it, they, they've they've really figured it out. They've learned the lessons from the show, and they've figured it out.
1: Oh Well, I was going to say, I think this is – what further proof do you need? In addition to us campaigning for zero being allowed, which was been, has been a real thing before it actually happened, and then, as you're saying, everyone's stepping up their number game, I think it's clear that people are listening to this podcast, very important people, including players – every player, probably, on the roster – and I mean, like, imagine, well, imagine being a player in the Eagles and getting roasted on the hashtag Jersey number analytics podcast. Like that would just, it's over. <laughs> Everyone, they're, they're playing it in the locker room. Everyone's pointing and laughing at Nicholas. I, so I feel bad for Nicholas Morrow because that's clearly just happening now. <laughs> All right. We will be back with you. Not me as in we, as in me and Ben, because Ben will be back with you on the Philly special with Shilkapadia, which he just plugged, which is great, and Cliff, um, but... BGN Radio will be back, of course, uh soon, talking with Jimmy Kemsky about something Eagles related. And uh plenty of other good shows here in the Bleeding Green Nation Podcast feed. So rate review, subscribe, we appreciate it. Check out the Bleeding Green Nation YouTube channel, where you can also find episodes there, especially of the NFC East mixtape, which just dropped this week. Um I feel like there has to be some kind of maybe NFC East, you know, jersey analysis at some point, Ben. Maybe we can make that happen with you and RJ. I don't know. It's an idea. And uh, check out the sponsors of BGN Radio, including Right to Selling Craft Jerky, right sell.com, discount code BGN15 for 15% off your order. And that's it. That's our show. We will be back in the future. Goodbye, everybody.
0: You can find it on the PropG pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work